0: What did you eat? Genesis chapter 2, the verse number 7. We'll start from there. We'll finish up with what we started on Wednesday. And uh, we'll see how far we go. Genesis chapter 2 from verse 7. And the scripture says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of of life and man became a living soul and I touched on that on Sunday I said the man did not become a spirit but a living what soul that meant that the man was still very very natural now and the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden and there he puts the man whom he had formed. So I told you that creation is different from what? Formation. The creation was God's blueprint, God's idea of how He wanted man to be. So he says, I will make man in my image and after my likeness. But when we, we see God forming man, there was nothing about image and likeness. Why? Because the man was still a living soul. When God breathed into the man, the man was what? a living soul. That means the man was still natural, but the man needs a part of God in him that will make him like God in the image and the likeness of God. How was God going to do this? I told you the other day God was going to put it in what? A tree. So he said to them that of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, don't eat, but of every other tree you may what? Freely eat. And he Put his life in the tree of life, and so we saw that in Genesis as well. It talks about the tree of life. Sorry, the book of Revelations. It talk about the tree of life, and it says in the it's in the midst of the paradise of heaven, or the midst of the paradise of God. The same as we see that the tree of the the tree of life. I beg your pardon. Was also in the middle or the midst of Eden. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden. That means in the middle, okay? And the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was going to make man to become corrupted so God told him don't eat that the day you eat of that tree you will surely die and a river went out of eden but i want us to fast forward to the verse number 17 but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely what die In other words, you will die, and we said um, last year that the word die there means die, die. It means you will die to die. In other words, what it simply meant was that you were going to die spiritually, and then therefore you also die, what, physically. And we said that the word death is actually not cessation of life. It doesn't mean that your life has stopped. What it simply just means is that you have disconnected from an environment or you have disconnected from source. And who was the source of man's life? God. So when they sinned or they disobeyed God, they disconnected. And so we saw that when God came into the garden in chapter 3. Let's, let's, shall we go there to Genesis chapter 3? Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter three. From the verse number... Let's see. Um, Okay, verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. This is not the first time God has walked in the cool of the day, but he came this time around again. And Adam and his wife hid themselves. They were now hiding from God. From the presence of the Lord God... Amongst the trees of the garden. Can you really hide from God? If he's really God. Can you really hide from him? But they were hiding. And the Lord God called unto Adam. And said unto him. Where art thou? The question is not really trying to ask Adam where he is. Because God is all knowing. So could God be asking where Adam is. And not know where Adam is. What do you think? Yeah. So it's not a question that that needed an answer of, I'm here or I'm not here. God was trying to reach something. He's trying to communicate something to us that Adam, you have missed the mark. You were supposed to become something glorious, but because of what you did now, the sin that you have done has caused you now to miss it. You are missing And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid my face. And Sunday we saw that actually God created them in chapter 2. They were naked and they were not what? Ashamed. So why are they now ashamed? Because something has happened to them spiritually that has corrupted them. And so now they became aware of themselves and they became ashamed. Now, what did all this do? All this started our problems and the problem of all humanity. The reason is simple. Because Adam was not just a man as in Adam a man. Adam is actually a race. The first of the rest of them all. From him Eve came. And so from him every other man came. Does that make sense? From inside Adam there was a she. And inside him and she, everybody else. Does that make sense? Mm. So that is why he said in Genesis 2, um, the verse number, no, Genesis 1:26. Go back there. We'll be going back and forth because I want to help you to establish some of these thoughts because it will help us in going forward so that you have an understanding. If you are asked for any reason, any time, you will have a way of answering and be intelligent in your answering from the scriptures. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have what? Dominion over the fish of the sea. Jump to the verse number 27. So God created Man. In his own image. In the image of God created he, him. Male and female. How could he be male and female? Because inside the he is what? Male and female. And created he what? Now he calls it them. So he created one man, but he calls him them. And in this creation... We didn't see a physical man created. But in chapter 2, we now see he formed him. Amen. So God's spiritual idea was man will be in his image. So according to God, he has already created man in his image. And after his likeness, God had that in mind. That was what God's blueprint was. But when he formed man, man was a living soul. All he needed to do was to eat of the tree of what life. And we said last Wednesday that to eat is not physical food. It means what? Words. Words. Where do we get this from? Of course, Jesus told us that it is what defiles a man is what what? Is not what he eats physically. But what? What comes out of his heart. And what comes out of his heart is what? the fruits of his lips. So we said also that in the garden all the trees there are not physical trees. Some were spiritual. Those two. The tree of the knowledge of what? Good and evil. And the tree of life. So when man sinned guess what happened? Chapter 3 when man sinned The verse number 22. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also, he had only one choice, the tree of life, and take also. Of the tree of life, and eat, and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. God was very, very instructive. He says, "He sent him." So it was not God's idea for the man to till the ground, but God says He sent him to till the ground from where he was. What? Taken. That is to tell us that he will go back there. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubim. Now, the English language doesn't really get it well. The word there is not cherubims. Because in the Hebrew, cherubim, I am, is plural. So you don't need an S. Cherubim, okay, but for the sake of our understanding English language, cherubims, that means not one, many of them, and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Now, why was that the case? And that is very important for our study tonight, and then we'll look at the end part of death and all that the law of sin and death and how to overcome it. Now go with me to Ezekiel thirty, Ezekiel 28 please Ezekiel 28 the verse number 14 let's start from verse 12 Ezekiel 28 from verse 12 now we want to look at the meaning of cherubim Cherubim is a group of angels, and they are called the covering ones. They actually, in heaven, they are the ones that cover the throne. So we have Moses describing for us the throne or the ark of God, and the ark, which represents the presence on also the throne of God, that they, or where Christ is seated now, that they are the ones that cover the throne. And how do they cover it? They cover it with their wings. Most of the time, they will have six wings and two on the legs, two in the middle, two up. And they use it to cover. Now, so, and he's talking about this cherubim. Now, among this cherubim, they are bright and lightening. So their presence exudes or produces light. Now, these cherubims, the scripture says that one of them that was an archangel, because the other time somebody asked me, so where did Satan come from? Was he created Satan? So I want to answer some of these questions and why they put cherubim to guide the, the tree of life. Okay. Now, son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyros. If you read from the beginning, um, the verse 1, don't go there. It talked about a physical king. But when it got to the verse number 12, going, and we'll get, we'll get there in a moment, it talks now about another entity who is actually not the physical king of Thai, but we are talking about son of man. He says, he calls him son of man. Take up a lamentation upon, that's the prophet, he's speaking to the prophet now, upon the king of Tyros. And say unto him. Thus saith the Lord God. So he's giving us. The prophet is being given a revelation. Of who this being was. Okay. This king of Tyros was. Thou sealest up the sum. You are full of wisdom. And perfect in beauty. It describes for us. How cherubim. Are made they are beautiful they in outwardly they are so beautiful so designed and then it says that thou has been in Eden the garden of God who was in Eden if you have been reading hmm? Come on now you know the answer now hmm? thou has been in Eden the garden of God every precious stone was thy covering. So this one was made with precious stones. The sardius, topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the ointz, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold, the workmanship. So when he talks about workmanship, it means he was actually created. He formed him. Thy tablets and of thy tribes was prepared in thee, in the day thou was created. So this being was a created being. Amen? That is to tell you, I was telling you the other day that angels are created beings. And therefore I give a term. I differentiated between everlasting and what? Eternal. Everlasting life and eternal life. And I said that angels had a day they were what? Created. Amen? So, therefore, they have everlasting life, but eternal life is from God, which has no beginning, no end. He's first and last. So, when we talk about eternal life, we're talking about that life of God in cyclical form. But angels were created, and there was a day they were created. Now, this scripture makes us understand that this angel was created on a particular day. Thou art the anointed cherub. Then he calls him an anointed cherub. That means that he was given some level of power. An anointing. And that anointing, he has not lost it, even though he fell. Anointed cherub that covereth. And I have set thee so thou was upon the holy mountain of God. Thou has walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. I will explain these things another day. Because that will, we can't contain that one for this class. Thou was perfect in thy ways. From the day that thou was created. Till. So Satan was not created with evil. The Bible says Until. A day when iniquity entered him. And somebody's asking. Where did the iniquity come from? Mm. Till iniquity was found in you. So iniquity came from inside him. And how did the iniquity come? Let's look at it. Verse 17. Oh. Did we finish 16? No. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. God calls that iniquity sin. It says, Violence. It says, Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Verse seventeen, thine heart was lifted. So this is how iniquity was found. Iniquity started with a lifted heart. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom, up because of thy beauty. So he looked at himself, say, "Hi, chai, I'm too beautiful." The reason was that he was made different from the other cherubims. He was an archangel, but for a special privilege. He looked at himself and said, hi. Who could be this beautiful? He shakes his bomb, And topaz and saddles is shaking. He shakes, hi. He says, hi. There are cherubims and there are cherubims. I am the, uh, the best of the cherubim. In fact, I'm the cherubim. Of the cherubims. Just like you have lord of lords. I'm the cherubim of the cherubims. Thy heart was lifted up. Because of thy beauty, thou hast corrupted thy wisdom. By reason of thy brightness. So cherubims also exude brightness. That's why they are supposed to be around the throne. I will cast thee to, thy, to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. The scripture tells us in revelations that we will see him one day. Who we'll say, Kai, is this the guy that troubled the whole world? You will be so surprised that this guy... That we could have finished him long. (laughs) But okay, let's get on. Verse 18. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thy iniquities, by the iniquity of thy traffic. Therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth. In the sight of all them that behold thee. Verse 19. All they that know thee among the people. Shall be astonished at thee. Thou shalt be a terror. And never shall thou be any more. Again the word of the Lord came unto me saying. Son of man. Set thy face against Sidon. And prophesy against it. Now if you read on. You will find out that. Satan. At some point in that scripture, said he said he wanted to rise up. He wanted to go to the throne of God. I think. Uh, let me look for that verse um, so that we we'll read that. Did we read that already? Will, um, Ezekiel. Well, the long and short of it was that. He got to that point where he said, I will, after looking at his beauty, he says, now I will ascend onto the hill of the Lord. And I shall be like the most high. And in all that verse, you find that everything about him was I, I, I. And guess what? It was what he was saying that actually showed what was in his heart. But what was in his heart was always there. It was only God who knew until he started speaking. I will ascend. I will go to the hill of the Lord. I will be like the most high. He created being. I, I, I. He started talking. And the words he spoke defiled him. This is what God calls sin in, in that created being. Now, I... <laughs> my friend, stop confusing people here. <laughs> eh? Okay, go to Isaiah 41. first. <laughs> Go to Isaiah 14, 14. If you deceive us here, we will kid you. In fact, I will let everybody here kid you for deceiving this class. 14, 14, please. Start from 12 to 14. (laughs) So, Ezekiel gave a prophecy concerning um, this anointed cherub. Then Isaiah also gave the same prophecy. He says, how art thou fallen from heaven? O Lucifer. He was called the anointed cherub. He was called Lucifer. That means the beautiful one, the lighted one. Son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations. Now, when he talks about the nations here, it's very important for you to understand which nations he's talking about. The nations he's talking about is not just our world. It's not just our cosmos. It's also talking about the world before the earth was created. I'll say that again. Now, remember, in Genesis 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without what? Form and void. Wow. That means there was an earth before. How did he become form? How did he become void? Because if you read Ezekiel again, another we'll look at that, another. I think I've, I've, I've talked about that before. The Bible talks about how the nations were corrupted by Satan. And how he destroyed and brought destruction and terror on the nations is what he's referring to here. For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. And then when the scripture talks about stars, it's talking about angels, okay? Then it says, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the midst of the north. Verse 40. <laughs> Isaiah 14, 14. <laughs> I will ascend above the heights of the clouds I will be like the most high so where was he that he wanted to ascend because where God is and where God was that was not where Satan was so when he's talking about the mountain of the Lord and the place where he was that was not where God is said to be in the heaven of heavens amen so there is a heaven, but there is a heaven of what? Heavens. Where God is. That's where Satan wanted to what? ascend to. Praise God. Mm. So this anointed cherub, why then were they used to cover the garden? Now, one number one, they covered the throne. Okay? They covered the, 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 the ark. Number two, be, aside being a covering... They were also the ones that guide, that guard, I beg your pardon, guard or protect the justice of God. So any violation in heaven and the justice of God, they were the ones that protect it. When man sinned, man was cast out of the garden. Now these cherubs were introduced to protect the tree. Why? Because man has violated the justice of God. And so man needs to be pierced with the sword. So that the justice of God or the judgment of God can be appeased. How will God do this? God realized if he would allow the man to eat of the tree in that state the man will be corrupted forever and when the man ate the fruit what actually happened to humanity let's look at that then we will conclude there let's go to the book of Romans chapter 3 verse 23 let's go to Romans um, Yeah, let's look at Romans 3:23 first Then we'll look at Romans chapter 5 verse 12. Romans 3.23 says. For all have sinned. And come short. Of the glory of God. For all have sinned. And come what? Short. So the reason for coming short of the glory. Is because of what? Sin. Sin. Amen. The reason for coming short is because of what? Sin. So they didn't have a glory that they have lost. The scripture did not say for all have sinned and lost the glory. Is it there somewhere in that writing? Come on now. Did it say that the man used to have a glory that he lost, but he has sinned and therefore could not measure up to the glory? How was that possible? Because he, did, he chose not to eat of the tree of life. Therefore, the glory that was hidden in the tree, he lost it. Or he, so, sorry, not lost. He could not attain it. So that's how he fell short. Does that make sense? Sure, should I go again? Good, let me go again. Now, The glory of God, the beauty of God, the grace of God, all the brightness and everything that will be found in God, he put it in the tree of life. That's why he made the cherubim to guide it. How am I using guide? Guard it. Now, that was why when Moses was given the ark, the type of the throne in heaven, what was on top of it? The cherubim, to guard it. That's what they do. So it's just a prototype of what he saw in the garden. Now, so everything inside God, the image, the likeness, he put it in that tree that the man should eat it. Then the glory of God would have shined forth in his life. But he did not eat the tree. Rather, he ate another. So Instead of reaching the glory, he fell short. Does that make sense? So instead of catching the glory, he did not catch it. So it's not like he had the glory and he lost it. He did not actually touch it at all. So he says, for all have sinned and come short. The word come short means did not reach the glory or missed the glory. Sin means to miss the mark. So if I threw a dart and I miss the mark, we say sin. That's what it means. You've missed the mark. Great. It's the same. For all have sinned. Or those that, uh, um, some of you, you do, you fight with that sword. What do they call it? Eh? Fencing. Okay. Now, so for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, go to Romans chapter 5. The verse. So now the writer of Romans is now explaining to us what actually happened in the garden and how it affected man. And that is very, very important for tonight. And how it has affected man as well in terms of um, death and life. Romans chapter 5 from the verse number 12. It says, wherefore as by one man. And who is that man? Adam. sin." that's the Greek word, entered. So the word entered means that there was no sin before. But the man introduced the sin. And how does he call this sin? Into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. But not all, every man was not there. So we did not sin like Adam sinned. But we were in him. He is the father of every man. Wherefore, by one man sin entered. So God is calling that disobedience in the garden what? Sin. And what God is also saying is that they have missed the mark. What mark? The mark of touching his glory. The mark of touching his image. The mark of touching his likeness. 13. Then it says, for until then, now, we are seeing a different dimension. It says, for until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. And the other day I told you that when even Adam and Eve sinned, they lived for how many years? Many, many years. They lived, Methuselah lived for many, many years. They never had count of days. They never knew what the days were. In fact, physically, death, the power of death was still having, was not still having power over their physical body. The reason was simple. Even though death has been introduced, because they did not have the consciousness of death, they kept living. They just kept living. They just kept living. They just knew they lived. All that was happening to them was that they were just realized that, ah, their body was wrinkling. Their physical, the elements were changing. The climate is changing. Kiara or Ciara is setting in. They give, we give names to all kinds of things. I mean, things are affecting the elements. You, you understand? Mm-hmm. So um, they just realized they are becoming great. They are losing their hair. Some are also, you know, they just realized wrinkles were coming on their face. They need to use Bobby Brown and Mary Kay. So all this, they just were grow. But even that they lived for hundreds of years. Why? This, that scripture we just read. Because there was no, no law. To say that this is sin, this is not sin. For until the law, sin was in the world. Yet sin did not have power over them. Verse 14. Nevertheless, it says, nonetheless, death was still reigning. In other words, no matter how long you live, you will die. Die, die. You have to die. Then he says something very instructive. Nevertheless, death reigned. But death reigned from Adam to Moses. The moment he got to Moses, the thing changed. Now Moses said that a man and his number of days shall be 100 and what? 20. Oh, Moses. Moses. Adam Up unto Moses people were living They could live for years And they never had any conscience Of death But Moses introduced something Moses now told them I have put Before you life and death Choose life Now Moses tells them That the law is Your life So in other words when you don't Live by the law You are dead. These people used to live for many, many years, yet they were not dying. In fact, they were dying, but they will not die early. When they got tired, their body has so wrinkled, they say, ah, God, this is too much now. This thing affecting my body. Okay, I think I want to go. Then they just sleep and they don't wake up. And they go. So they die nicely. Their designer dying. Not like the deaf year. 32. Oh, gone too soon. Oh, 12. Oh, oh, what a shock. Oh, 15. Oh. So he's also gone. 35. Gone. What was making, what is making people go too early? I will answer that one tonight before we leave. Don't worry. Why are people dying quicker now than before? Moses. Nevertheless death Reigned from Adam to Moses Even over them that had Not sinned after the Similitude of Adam's transgression So even though we did not sin like Adam sinned the power Of death was still ruling Over all men Now What happened to man When Adam sinned Number one When Adam sinned, he introduced what we call the law of sin. Number two, he introduced what we call the law of death. Sorry, I beg your pardon, death, not law, death. He introduced the law of sin. Sin became a law. What is a law? A law is something that has been instituted that must take its course unless something else is put in place to stop it or circumvent it. Two of us. So when a law is in place, that law cannot stop until it does what it has been said it must do. It's called the law of sin. Now, what did the law of sin do? The law of sin now took this body... This body, or the flesh, and made it its headquarters so that the man is able to sin now at will. It took over the will of a man, makes the man do evil things, even though he does not want to do it. Because sin now has become the king of the flesh, the king. Of the man that is falling. So what happens to this man? Now sin took occasion. Now so you find in the book of Romans chapter 7. Don't go there. Now Paul was now at one point lamenting. He says, oh wretched man that I am. He says, the things I want to do, I do not have the power to do it. But the things I don't want to do, they are the ones I find myself doing. But he says, it is not me, but sin in my members. My members, that means in my body. So it's not me that want to do these things, but I find myself doing them. He says, oh, wretched man that I am. It's called the law of sin. That is why when people are born into this world, you don't need to teach them sin they know how to do it. In fact, they are experts. Children are experts at lying. They can take something. I didn't take it. Who taught that child? Oh, you have a little child at your back. Have you seen women carrying their babies at the back? Then This baby now is pulling the mother's ear, pulling the mother's back, pulling. Who taught that child to be that wicked at that age? Pulling ear. Oh, come now, let me pull. Pull it, there, pull it, pull it. Because there is something that has been set in motion called the law of what? Sin. And the law of sin operates on the earth, in our cosmos. Now, there is also something that was set in motion called death. Now, death has the ability to kill everything it comes into contact with. What are the things death kills? The man. Human life. Animal life. Plant life. What are the other things death kills? Material things. That is why your shoe decays. After you are wearing your shoe, after a while, it becomes bold again. The reason is the law, the death has been set in motion. Bull that is your leg is forced to become something, yeah, because the sides have eaten away because of the formation of the nomenclature of your leg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what does death do? Death has the ability to have influence over the body of men, so after they grow and reach some point, their body begins to go undergo pigmentation. What does death do? After a while, people's eyes begin to become dim. They can't see properly. They have to go to spec savers. After a while, what does death do? People's hair begin to get eroded. What does death do? Death takes occasion and takes advantage of the fact that it has been set loose in the earth. So it must operate properly. Everything that comes into contact with death must die. Death doesn't know whether you are a child, whether you are an adult. When he comes into a place, he seizes, he takes. And you see, the thing about death is this. Because death has been released and pronounced by God... An angel under Satan, because he has now become king over that domain, the region of the dead, and the underworld. What he does is that he has an angel called the angel of death that is released. That angel is very wicked. When it seizes on a person or a man, it has to kill you. And this angel, his name is called Death. And he has other angels that work with him. He shows up in a home. You hear cry. Oh, oh, oh he's gone. Oh, 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 that is his work. And the scripture says that in the last day, death and hell shall be cast into the lake of fire. Death as an angel. Death was introduced and death began to reign as kings until Adam, until Moses. Moses now legalized it, Moses now made it a law. How did Moses do it? Moses now said, Look, if you don't obey A, B, C, D, E, F, whatever, you will die. From that time onwards, Anything you do, people didn't have the consciousness of death and the consciousness of sin. But because of what Moses put in place. Now, when you do this, you are not thinking, hey, the next thing, will I die? Oh, I've messed up. Okay. I I think I will die. Or I think I will forsake. Or I think this will happen to me. That became the consciousness of man and it was programmed because of the institution of what we call what the law that is why the scripture calls the law the law of death verse 15 sorry verse let's let's just read the verse 14 now it says who it says even over them that had not seemed after the similitude of Adam's transgression. That means every other person aside Adam. Who is the figure of him that was to come? So I told you before that Adam was supposed to be what? A figure. What do you mean by a figure? A type. Or a shadow. Or Adam was not the real man. There was another real man that was supposed to come. Now, but not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more, somebody say much more, the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man. Somebody say one man. Then he calls the name of this man now. we are now introduced to another man called Jesus Christ, has abounded unto what many. Then 16 says, And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift for the judgment was by one to condemnation. Adam sinned, condemnation came upon all men, but the free gift is of many offenses, Unto justification. He says, the first man, one disobedience, condemnation, judgment. But he says that because we did not sin after the similitude, there are many offenses that people commit. And in the midst of the many offenses, God still gives them what? Justification. God still declares them not guilty by grace. For if by one man's offense death reigned or death kinged over men, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 1 and 2. He says, there is therefore now no condemnation. The first man sinned, condemnation came. Judgment came on all men. This scripture is telling us that there is therefore now not Later, now, no condemnation. The Greek word is katakrima, condemnation. To them which are, that means judgment, okay? To them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh. That part was not actually even there in the original. It just stops at which are in Christ Jesus. But after the spirit, verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life, that is the spirit of Zoe. Now, the spirit of Zoe here is the life of God that he actually put in that tree, the tree of life. Now, he decided, I won't put it in the tree of life. I will now put it in a man. In other words, the man is actually, was actually that tree of life. The scripture says that just as God has life in himself, so has he given the son to also have what? Life in himself. That means to have the God life in himself. So he puts the, the life that he was supposed to put in a tree. He put it in the sun. It, it is in the sun. That's how we eat of the tree of life. So he says for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. He has personalized it now. I don't know about you, but I'm free. has made me free from the law of sin and death. Of course, I've talked about that already. The law of sin, the law, and then death. Has made you free. But he put it in the man that was to come. And I will introduce that and I'll stop and take questions. Um, in 1 first, first Corinthians 15... Forty-five, I think. Then, now I think the stage is set. Um, let's see, I want another. I want uh, a verse I before that. If you have questions, please, you can arrange them. Now, I said I will answer the question, why do people die too young today? The answer is in twofold. Number one, people die too young today because of Moses. Moses said, Honor thy father and thy mother so that thy days may be what long. So that you will live long. And Paul took it as well and told us in the book of Romans that you should honor your father and your mother. Then he talks about honoring spiritual parents so that your days may be what long. Moses made it a law. That law today is no more fine. It's not something people want to regard. So they see their father that has grown how many years. They can look at him in the face and say, John, get out of my face. And sometimes they do it out of ignorance. Not honoring Something that has been put there as a law. Moses has put it there as a law. So whether you like it or not, you can decide to disregard it or regard it. It will work against you. It's a law. The law of sin, which is death. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long. And when we talk about honoring thy father and thy mother, it is not just your biological father. Anybody that is a father figure must be honored. When you disregard them, and you don't honor them, you will die before your time. You'll be surprised. There are many young people that are dying today. They are dying because of this, this simple this simple rule. Because many don't have regard anymore for, 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 for worry hair, white hair, or old age. And parents as well have lost direction in life, so they say, "Oh, whatever the child wants to do, let him do." The Bible says, "Train up a child in the way he should go." If you don't train your child to honor adults, when they go there and go and speak against an adult figure that they shouldn't be speaking against, something will work against them, and they will never know it, and they will think they are okay because I can, I I have mouth, I can talk. Is it not politics? That's why you find people today can just get up and say anything against even a father figure. Somebody has their father because the man has chosen to become a politician. They will insult him. And insult his family. Just because he has chosen to be a politician. To help his community. And also still small. (laughs) Or still big. (laughs) Whether he's still or not, leave him to God to judge him. Not use your mouth, because you have math. Okay, no, we have social media, I can talk anyhow. That's why many people are dying young. You say, but this one was so nice. Go and check who he has talked against. Or who his math or his Facebook or his whatever account he has used somewhere has spoken against. And it's becoming very rampant. That's why we see young people dying very, very quickly. These days is so bad, it's not funny. And it doesn't even stop in the world. Even, even in church. Even pastors. There are fathers, fathers that have lived long. That have been preaching this way. Because they don't preach the way you preach. So therefore you can use your mouth to talk anyhow. Leave him alone. Amen. So I've answered that question. um, um, 1 Corinthians 15. um, Take it from 40. Let's start from 40. 40, Please. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. But the glory of the celestial is one. And the glory of the terrestrial is another. It's very instructive. I'll talk about this another day. He's talking about the glory of... um, Spiritual bodies and physical bodies. Okay. I told you that the man fell short of what? The glory. That is spiritual glory. And there is physical glory. <laughs> and we'll talk about that another day. Not today. Let's go on. Um, there is one glory of the sun. Sorry. Yes. And another glory of the moon. And another glory of the stars. For one star differed from another star... In glory. That means in the way they shine forth. In the way they exude elegance. They are different. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in in incorruption. 43. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. So before it was sown in death. He didn't have glory. When he came out, he came with what? Glory, a special glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. All this is actually talking about Christ, the man Christ. Okay, but we'll get there. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual what? Body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual what? Body. 45. Then he goes to say, And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam, in other words, the last man, Adam, was made a quickening spirit or a life-giving spirit. Remember, we read in Romans that the first Adam was supposed to be a type of the Adam that was supposed to come, or the man that was supposed to come. Verse 46. Howbeit, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is what? Natural. And afterward, that which is what? Spiritual. Verse 47. The first man is of the earth, earthy. Then it says, the second man, not the second spirit, the second word, man, is the Lord from heaven. Pause there. The first man was man. The man that sinned, that needed to be barricaded from the tree of life. Was taken out of the garden. The tree of life was guarded. But that life now. Was put in another man. Now for this other man now. To supply the life of God. The sword of judgment. Need to pierce him. I told you before. That's why what the cherubim were used to guard the tree. That sword, for you to get to that tree, and take it, and supply it, that tree must touch you. That, that sword must touch you. It's called the sword of judgment. And that came on Jesus Christ. So he had to become man, because the first man was the one that sinned. So he also needed to become Adam. So the scripture says in John 1, 14, don't go there. It says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among men. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the father. Full of what? Grace and truth. You go on, fast forward to 17 and 18. says what? The law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by who? Jesus and 18 says, says, no man has ever seen God at any time except what? The son which is in the bosom of the father. So Jesus to bring the life of God to humanity, that sort of judgment must pierce him. And he did. So when he did, he died a natural body because you couldn't die If you were God, you can only die if you were what? Man. So he had to become man. And the sword pierced him. And when the sword pierced him, that sword must kill you. And that is why when we go to heaven, we will see the prints of the sword in his hands, in his side, in his feet. Why? It is to prove that, look, I have paid the price of the sword That was guarding the tree of life. That's why he says now there is a tree in the garden, the paradise of God. He says what it leaves are for the healing of the nations. And how do we assess it? By eating of the fruits. How do you assess the fruits? By confessing Jesus as Lord and Savior. Then you partake of the tree of life. And what happens is that aside that tree, he also supplied the river. That flows from the throne. And that river brings what? A cleansing effect. We'll look at that another time. The Holy Ghost. The earnest and the down payment. For our salvation. So it says the first man is of the earth earthy. But the second man is the Lord from heaven. Verse 48. As is the earthy. Such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are what? Heavenly. So there are people that are natural men, and there are people that are from heaven. How do you become a heavenly man? Eat of the fruit of the tree of life. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of what? The heavenly. The scripture says in Genesis, Adam gave birth to children after his image, fallen image. But when Jesus came, when we eat of the tree of life, we bear the image of what? The heavenly. This is how we now receive what God planned in his mind. I will create man in my image and after my word likeness. You can't function like God without Christ. You can't walk in the image of God without Christ. Adam couldn't. Until the second man, Adam. 50, I'll stop there. Are you okay there? Quickly. Okay, let's take questions. What else? And if you want the title for today's message. The image of the heavenly. Now this I say brethren. That flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. But we shall all be changed. Sunday, I'll talk about the rapture, what it means to sleep and be awake, what has been taught about the rapture that is not true, and what is true according to the Bible. Okay, questions, please, quickly. Hallelujah.
1: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Apostle, the Bible says that no man has seen God mm. except Jesus Christ. Mm. So, um, in the garden, who um, it was um, in the um, like say God came to the garden. So it was a God who revealed Himself to Adam in the garden after they've sinned.
0: Okay, let's go there and let the Bible.
1: And my, Talk for yourself. Okay. okay. And my second, second question is, was Lucifer part of the angels that were guarding um, the tree of life? The, the tree of life before he fell. Yeah.
0: Okay. By the time the tree of life is being guarded, Lucifer has already fallen. He had fallen already. Okay. So that explains that your chapter two. So he couldn't be. Part of, there were cherubims that guarded the tree of life. Yeah. They, they protect the, what do we call it? Um, the justice of God, I told you. And the integrity of God. So the moment man became a foreigner to God's justice, God had to kick him out and declare him condemned, ready to face the wages of sin. And what is the wages of sin? Death. So that's number I'm answering for number 2. Number 1, let's go into the scripture um, to see who was there when and whether they saw him or they didn't see him. Um Genesis chapter number 3, I think the verse number what number was that again? Somebody help me. Um I think 7, is it 17? Let, let's try 7. Uh, okay, try let's see. Is it it? Ah, okay, verse 8. Okay, let's go to verse 8. Yeah, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden. It's for another day, does voice walk? But they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord, not the Lord, the presence. Okay, so it was the voice that was working. Whether a voice works or not, we will um, decrypt that on another day, but it was not, they didn't see a physical God.
1: All right, next question. Thank you, Apostle. Um, so my question is a little bit, it's linked to, what? Um, if you're asked, and it's on um, Ezekiel 28. 28. Mm. 13. Okay. So if you read that one, you say that you were in Aden, hmm. And my question is, and they were trying, this was referred to, I think that was Satan they were talking about. Yeah. So he was in Aden, and what was he doing there? Around that time, was he still a Serb? Or he was just, because um, from past teaching, you said, he was cast down to cause commotion, and God came to recreate the world. So, was it that he was there, and then he caused that mayhem? And there was another. Um, is it Isaiah 14, He was like he wanted to ascend above. So, was it referring to he being in Aden where he caused the confusion, and he wanted to ascend to heaven? Oh, yes. Or well, where so, was he? Yeah. Okay, good. Wonderful,
0: being in the class of PhDs. <laughs> well, wonderful. Let's get into the let's get into the scriptures. The scriptures will always explain themselves. Um, the first one was was Adam. Uh, no, sorry, was um, Satan, the cherub. Did he lose his? Was he in Eden when he caused the commotion? What do you think? The Bible says in Genesis 3.1 that the serpent was more sceptile than all the creatures that God created. Now, the thing about angels is this. Angels are created beings, but they are created spirit beings. The Bible says, are they not ministering spirits to minister for the air? So angels are not men. Angels are spirits. Now, a spirit cannot cannot operate in a place without a host. So, that angel looked for a host. The host he found to use was the serpent. And the serpent also allowed him to use him or her, whatever it was, she or he, I don't know what happened, to communicate and talk to so, Satan was actually in the garden. Now, the other part of it is, now, Satan as an archangel was God's vice regent over the earth. The first earth that was created. The pre-Adamite world. This Just this week, somebody called me and was asking me about uh, um, the existence of um, dinosaurs? Is it dinosaurs? Yeah, dinosaurs and all that—that that their bones and fossils have been found. So, how come they are extinct? People ask me very strange, very sophisticated questions. How come they are extinct? Yes, but that most of them were extinct. Number one, I answered it in two ways: because of the law of because of the the law of sin and death. Number two, there was a pre-Adamite world that came under judgment, which of course. Is very possible because these animals, when they date them, their bones, they are millions and millions of years back. So that tells you of the existence of the pre-Adamite, the Amadamite world that existed, and there were beings. They were not just men in the image of God, but they were beings that were men. Okay. The scripture refers them to them as men. Now, so Adam was in charge of the earth then, the earth region as a vice or an archangel. So when he came down. And went to cause commotion in heaven. He, he used to come and go. Because he was the vice rager. He used to look after the earth. So when they cast him down. He came to cause commotion. That's why the scripture says in Revelation. Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth. Who were the people inhabiting the earth do you, do you understand? So Satan was on the earth. And therefore when the earth was recreated. And his time, he, he, they, God didn't kill him. He was there. So when Eden and everything was created, he was there. So he showed up in the garden. Yes, so he was in Eden. That's what the scripture says. You were in Eden. So in the Eden that were, yeah.
1: They still described him having his... Um, um, Angelic beauty.
0: features, Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I was thinking that probably he was there on a duty and... He caused the commotion during that because he had it in him. He had sin in him. So during his garden work that he was supposed to do in the garden, he No caused- no, no, no no no. Garden was
0: not created for him. No, so the, the, the- garden was created for man. man. Now, his duties ended when he brought destruction on the earth before. Now, right now, what was happening had nothing to do with him. It all the sin is already found in him now. Yeah. It's not like it is now coming and that's when he polluted the garden. No. The sin was already found in him. And he didn't do anything to the garden. He just corrupted the man. And because the man was corrupted, they brought the man out of Eden. So Eden still existed. He didn't do anything to Eden. So Eden was not destroyed. Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay, thank you. Um, so I want to confirm if Eden is, is in existence,
0: I think I talked about that the other so day. So,
1: it's, mm. it's still there. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because... Um, you
0: want to go and look for Eden?
1: <laughs> yes, we want to find the tree of life.
0: <laughs> but you have already found the tree of life. The tree of life is no more in a tree. He has put it now in a man.
2: So yes, the sir. tree of
0: life is in a man. And the, man, the Bible scripture says in Revelations that this man is found in the midst of the paradise oh
1: God. of God. My question actually is. yeah. Um, so
0: now the issue is this. Um, before you go on. okay, Where are we now? Hmm? No, no, no. Where, where are we now? Forget about Eden. Eden is just, is just to explain where we are coming to now. And where we are now. Eden was just a type. Now, where we are now. Now, <laughs> in somebody said we are in Christ. That's true. Okay. Now, the scripture says we are seated in Christ in heavenly, heavenly places. places. You understand. So, we operate. You may not feel that you are in heavenly places, but you are already there. And you need the consciousness and the awareness And that truth to sink in. That you're not just an ordinary person walking on the earth. That's very important. You you understand? Okay. So my question is in Genesis 3, 22 and
1: 23. Yeah. So the cherubs were guarding the tree of life. And um, the Bible is saying it was to prevent man from stretching his hand and eating it and remaining in the same state. Mm. And we established last time that... um, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil were spiritual, not physical trees. Mm. In that, what exactly were they protecting? Because the man would have to eat of it by the fruit of the mouth. Mm. So, what were they protecting? What are they guarding? Is it their consciousness not to know that this thing, when you eat it, will be this way? Or what are they well. <laughs> <laughs> or
0: is it they were guarding? Now, I said it in this way. I said that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, I think last week when I was concluding, I said as much as it is spiritual and a spiritual reality, I believe as well that there was a physical tree that symbolized that. Do you understand? That symbolized that. Because the man, remember, the man was not a spirit being. He was what A physical being, a living soul. And so he operated by his senses, what he can feel, what he can see, what he can touch. Not by his spiritual senses, by his physical senses. So he definitely need to find something physical to touch. And so when that happened, the physical tree that was there, representing the tree of life in which God has put that thing, that he was wishing that they would eat of it. That was what they were guarding. You understand? But after Adam died, nobody needs to guide it. Who will know where the tree is? After Adam and Eve died and they were taken out, once they were taken out and the garden was guarded, after Adam and Eve died, the reality of that truth is missing. It's gone forever. You understand? So that's why the scripture makes us understand. And also I told you that the book of Genesis were things Moses saw In types, shadows. They were things he saw in a vision. The interpretation and how he put it needs interpretation and needs an understanding. And that's why I'm teaching this. So that you will understand that it has nothing to do with a physical fruit that has physical something in it. Most of the things were spiritual realities. You you understand. But because the man was a soulish being... He needed something physical to touch because his senses are are, are, are engaged only with his eye, his ears, his nose, his touch. Does that make sense? Great. Now, so somebody was asking, so where is Eden now? Is Eden in existence? That one, I don't know. And I don't have facts to that. But all I can... Project, I may be wrong, okay. So don't go and quote me with this one. Is that I believe that Eden doesn't exist in any anywhere very physical in our physical um, realm today because it's not relevant now. What was relevant, the Bible says, is that the man was Adam was going to be the image of the man to come. So. All that was happening in the garden is just were in types, shadows, prophecy pointing to the man that was to come, Jesus Christ. He has come. Why are you looking for Eden? What do you want Eden for? Eden is not relevant and will never be relevant and is not important. But we needed to address the issue of how man connects to the last man, Jesus. For for the purpose of the of, of the teaching. Okay, yes. When the doctors are raising hands, <laughs> you must know that <laughs> you, you need. Uh <laughs> okay, Doctor Romod. Amen. Praise God.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think mm-hmm. if is there any way we can humanly how we can. We can see everything that happened. It was like a, a trap because, okay. yeah, <laughs> okay, humanly. Okay. If we consider yeah, a trap yeah. by who? For the trap From by God to human being because after creation, mm. they need to be uh, given a power to dominate uh, everything. Everything in surrounding. Mm. Then, if If you go further in scriptures, you'll see after that also I think we're given a power to create other things. So if you take take it humanly, you'll see if if everything was perfect from that time, I don't think if practically there will be existence. Okay. Yeah, because without death and there was creation continue from that time. Mm. I don't think if if something might have been working. That's why by why I'm saying that mm. is because God is Alpha and Omega. Mm. You see the beginning. Uh, the yeah, mm. the end from the beginning. Mm. So, from that point, you don't want to be part of everything that was happening. You just put it as a trap. That means, as you are saying, if you want to live more, you have to decide. If you, are, you, are, you want to die earlier, you have to decide. <laughs> that means. Everything it was like a trap. That means you have to influence your surrounding. So it was the same from the, from the beginning. Okay. That means everything that was happening it was like you have to do something. Mm-hmm. You are you are being given a choice. If you want to live more, you have to live more. You can decide by your, uh, by your conscience. Mm-hmm. If you want to die earlier, you have to. You can decide by, by that thing. So I was thinking maybe if there is any way you can help me to understand that. Okay. Number one, I will correct the trap bit.
0: I don't think it was a trap. Maybe for um, better use of words. Maybe that's why you use trap. But God does not trap. The scripture also makes us understand that God does not tempt any man okay, with evil. So that meant that it was not a trap. God just gave man the ability to choose. Choose life or choose death. And he told them, don't choose death. Choose life. Eat every tree of the tree of the knowledge. Don't eat it. So what we are seeing today is the consequences of what Adam did. Um, So therefore... Now, that also did not mean that God took away what he placed in man for the man to be able to have dominion. The Bible says he blessed man and said, take dominion, have, do this and that. That blessing was still working even though something was fighting that thing and what has been fighting it is the pronouncement over the elements. So he blessed the man but the ground was cursed um, Conception had a problem. So even though the blessing is working, a force is working against it. Now, how then do we... That is why Christianity is important. Because how then do we subvert that curse on the ground? The dominion beat and take dominion and all that. The way we do that is where we begin to walk in the reality of what Christ has done and take our place and dominion. Okay? Okay? Now, spiritually, then physically. Now, somebody will ask, but people like Bill Gates and others, they are taking dominion. Yes, they are taking dominion over natural things. That, that ability has been given to every man. If you work hard and you are intelligent, what is called money, you can make it. But there are realms of money that unless you become a gatekeeper, there are, you have to contact some forces that will give you the ability to enter those realms. And so it's not just natural. Some of the money we see these guys make, it's not just natural. Some like Jay-Z and uh, Beyonce and the others, they'll tell you that their Satan is at will and they don't, they, don't, they don't want to be bothered because that is how they sell their records. So they just sing something and the thing is spreading. Because Satan, as an anointed cherub, one of the things about that anointing is the ability to cause things to spread. That's why people can do businesses. And once Satan has can find a way of engaging them in the world system, for them not to focus on God, the thing will prosper and will do well. Even if they don't even engage Satan um, consciously, it will do well. The moment they begin to say, okay, now I want to serve God. All of a sudden, they find out that things now begin to fight their businesses. Things are all over the place. And now, that is when you need to exert your dominion as a Christian over those things. Does that make sense? Okay. There is one hand. You have had your time. We are almost out of time, so... Okay. 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 Understand God mm. our thinking, yeah. Our, our is for God. Yeah. Understand God. yeah. But then one thing that comes to mind, mm. that God knows the of the end. That's right. So the of course. to fall? To fall then? <laughs> yes as and no. Yes, because he gave him choice. And he actually instructed him specifically on which choice to make. So it was man's fault. No, because he already had, I told you some time ago that God knew all the evil that, well, that's what we read in Ezekiel, all the evil that was forming in Satan's heart. He needed a medium for it all to unfold so that when he brings Jesus to clip his wings, there will not be such a man to ever exist again called Satan. Always God's plan. God has never been surprised. That's why the Bible says Jesus was slain from the foundation of the world. Yes, we'll take that last question.
1: So my question is still towards the uh, God being all-knowing, knowing knowing everything that would have happened. All-knowing, yes. So, uh, so how the how God came down in verse uh, three? No, sorry, chapter three, verse eight. Yeah. Uh, and man was hiding. So I just wondered, what if man didn't admit he had done something wrong? What if man pretended that all was okay? And uh, what if after God had the fellowship and went away, and they went for the tree of life? What could have happened? Uh, you know, it just baffles me how God gave that. How up. it would have played out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um.
2: It would have played out the way it
0: played out. Now, the reason is this. Um, <clears throat> what came into the garden and to move in the garden? The Bible says they had the voice and they were hiding from the presence. There, there is a way when you encounter God's presence that all your ugliness will manifest. You, you can't hide it. That's why what came into the garden was God's presence. His presence is called called Kadosh. Ha Kadosh. That means his holiness, his beauty, his splendor, his light. So what came into the garden? It's it's that presence that even rubs up on certain men. That when you go to him, maybe a man of God or somebody that has... Gifts separated themselves from this world. There is some aura and holiness they exude. When you go before them. You can't even lie. Even if you want to lie you can't lie. <laughs> now if that is on a man. You can imagine if God's presence showed up. They couldn't have lied. So could they have pretended? No. That was why his presence came. His presence was to expose. What they did. So that. What happened. And the whole story we saw in Genesis will be fulfilled. So, you are asking, can God, can you lie from God? It's like you now. Do you think you can hide? David said, can I hide from you? Even when I'm in the, in the pits, you are there. We can't hide anything from God. Including even today. There is nothing we can have. The best of us, God knows. <laughs> so, if you, maybe if with a man, you may say, mm, this man can judge me. But when we go before God, there's no need to pretend. If I go before God, he's my father. He before I even thought of doing it, he knows. So when I go father, I have done it.
1: Lord. <laughs> yes, like you knew I would.
0: Just have mercy. Is that okay? Oh.
1: you just that last verse as well. See, before After he made, God made all those pronouncements and sent them away before he sent the angel to guard the tree of life. Mm. I just wondered, what if they had gone for the tree of life before all that happened?
0: They couldn't. That's what I was saying. The moment they did that, his presence came down. And you see, the the thing is this. Um, (laughs) When God spoke to them, he says, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, after they did it, when God came down, he said, ah, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil, which means that there was something now in them that would have prevented them from going near that thing, just like they were hiding from the presence of God. They couldn't go there visibly by themselves but after God made that pronouncement now they know that something has happened the only way they could have known that something has gone wrong even though they felt that they were naked and they covered themselves was the presence of God the moment he showed up they knew that they went to hide why did they hide they were there all along after they finished eating they didn't run to the tree but they stayed where they were and just they just realized ah you are naked bro. and this also said oh you are naked so they but the bible says that they were always naked like that but they were not ashamed but now shame came in but this is what happened the presence of god in the garden exposed that thing in them to go and hide because he said we heard your voice and we went to hide because we were naked you, you understand so it is that thing in them the, that presence actually exposed in them that ability to hide away. They would have just been there playing normal. They, they, their sense of going for that tree would not even come. It is God's coming that actually now awakened something. Hey, it looks like what God said has taken effect. From then on, they would have actually run. That's when they would have actually run to go and eat of that tree. And he blocked it. So it was Timely. If you ask me. Amen. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, sir. Thank you, sir.
0: Wonderful. All right, let's rise and close then. (laughs) Yes. Um, If you have received your communion, let's bless it. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to partake of the communion. Anytime we partake of the communion, it's not an exercise. This is making contact with divinity. This is how we eat of the tree of life as well. Every time we partake of it. The tree of life. The Bible says his body was broken so that our bodies will not be broken anymore. The Bible says his blood was for the remission of our sins. Therefore, as we partake of it, life is released into your body now in the name of Jesus. Let's take the broken body. And as you are eating it, you are...